Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What's going on with you? How you doing? How are you? We are on the horizon of the weekend. It is currently hump day. Hopefully, all you guys get some consensual kitten this evening, maybe this afternoon if you're unemployed. Well, I do have a few announcements before I go through with the duration of the program. First of which, Jack in the Box, that's happening in a major way. Jack in the Box is happening March 14th. You can get your tickets in the description below. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be the splash that link. If you're listening on a streaming platform that you can't see the description, Jack in the Box, one word, dot splash that, one word, dot com. Jack in the Box, B-O-C-K-S, dot splash that, dot com. Come through. Don't worry about buying women drinks. Don't worry about buying yourself drinks just to keep you at that pace. For those of you, every, if you're coming to the party, you obviously drink. And what you don't have to do is you don't have to pregame. And then come to my party and then just start drinking Jack Daniels just to coast so you can stay on your level. You can come through, literally drink eight cups of Jack, and it's going to be Liddy again. There's no fucking limit to what the hell you can do in there. And it's a great place to really socialize because we're not going to have a host. We're not going to have VIP. Everybody's going to be right next to each other partying just like the old days. Also, are you hydrated? I feel like you're not hydrated. You listen to me say this shit three times a week. We need to have water in our body. If you're curious as to why you need water in your body, go to 17.2 and I express in full detail why hydration is important. Uh, last but not least, leave the email. Everybody always asks me what the email is because I feel like you guys forget. It's goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. There's no the. Just goodbrotherexperience at yahoo. All right. With that being said, I got some emails here. I think I'm ready to do what needs to be done. I think I'm ready to speak to the good people from the good people. And we're going to kick this off with my man, Brandon, that's referring to this email. It's crazy bitches. And I read, yo, what it is, my good brother, it's your boy, B. So now that I'm back on the dating scene, I downloaded Tinder to see what these females talking about. So, bro, I matched with girl, bring her to the crib, smashed, and now she wants a relationship. I'm just like, nah, let's just be friends. You know what this is. Well, this shit seems like a fatal attraction. So I've tried multiple times to break it off, but she will not leave me alone. Bro, when I tell you she blows up my phone, came to my desk, bro, we work at the same company. And even came to my spot crying, talking about why I did her like this. I'm flabbergasted and looking for advice. How the fuck do I get rid of? How the fuck do I get rid of her? She is low key crazy, like Brandy Webb from a thin. Okay, like Brandy Webb from a thin line between love and hate. Also, follow your boy, Last King BA, sent from my iPhone. Well, Shorty Brandy Webb took cantaloupe, slapped her, slapped herself in the face with it. And gave herself bruises just to say that Martin Lawrence beat her up. That's a different level of crazy. You understand what I'm talking about? So let's break this email down the way it needs to be broken down. You search Tinder and selected the woman who works with you. What kind of swagless nonsense is that, my nigga? Who does that? 
Why the fuck would you? Why didn't you just holler at Shorty at work? This is a deeper issue. And I'm not going to say that you're like this, but I do have homies that are like this. They don't have the comfort to approach women face to face. They have to do it in a roundabout way. They have to see them somewhere and be like, hey, I saw you yesterday. You was looking good. Or they have to initiate the conversation without being face to face. Or it needs to be a friend of a friend. So the icebreaker is already taken off. You say you're flabbergasted at Shorty. I'm flabbergasted at you. Why the hell would you go on Tinder, swipe right on a woman that you work with where you could have met her in the goddamn break room? What is going on with you? Why would you do that, Brandon? That is not good brother approved. Let me continue. Also, due to the fact that she's going crazy, that means you stroked it down raw on the first night. You're a fucking savage, all right? No woman is going to be wild off a of condom sex like that. You... I know what happened. She came to your crib. You probably have a good space. Probably have a comfortable bed. You have more than two pillows. She consensually gave you the kitten. And you went for round one. You manned it down. She was being a recipient of your penis. And it was happening in a major way. Then some time passed. And you got horny again. But you only anticipated having sex one time. So you rolled over. You grabbed her butt cheeks. She fake smiled. You put your penis on her butt cheeks. And then you went in ever so smoothly. And she allowed you to do so. And now you're fucking cranking that soldier boy with no contraception. That's what made her go crazy. And then, all the while, like, alright, I swiped right. You gave me some fucking pussy. It was all consensual. We're adults. And she was like, uh, here's the thing. I've actually been seeing you. You get the, uh, you get the tuna fish sandwich every day in the lunch cafeteria. And you don't drink enough water. I can make sure you're hydrated, Brandon. I can feed you more than tuna fish. I know that you work with me. I accepted your request on Tinder because I've been seeing you for months. I've always wanted to be a girl, Brandon. Why can't you accept me? I gave you what you wanted, right? I didn't put up any resistance, right? And like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why, what, what the fuck is that about, shorty? And he was like, no, Brandon. I've, I've had my eye on you. And I need you. And if you don't get down with the program, I'm going to stalk you. Until I see what the fuck I need to see. And see you and my father shaking hands while we get married. This is what happens. And Brandon, I'm not going to lie to you. Something is telling me deep down in my soul that she was mixed. Was she mixed, Brandon? Brandon, you can fucking tell me the truth. But I'm not going to leave you high and dry, bro. There's one of, I'm going to give you a few options of what to do. I'm not going to have you be in a situation to where you're trapped with a woman that you, do, that you don't want to be with, especially a crazy woman. This is what you do. You can do one of a few things. First thing, you tell her, like, yo, there's a reason why I really can't get with you. And it's not just because I don't like you. It's not because I had sex with you the first night. I got my ex pregnant. And due to the fact of how I was brought up, I... I just can't leave my child out and about like that. I gotta, I gotta be there for my kid. You know what I'm saying? So, I respect you. I, I, if this worked, I could, but I owe it to this life I brought into the world of being there. So I think me and my ex are gonna give it a second go around. You can go that route, right? Or if you want to stay in that same vein, like listen, not for nothing. I, 
I came out of a long relationship and I want to say a week and a half ago, me and my ex had dinner and, you know, I've been trying to fight off the feelings of not wanting to get back with her, but that that's super unfair to you if I keep you around while I'm still figuring things out with Shorty. So I don't think that we sh- we should be able to do this. I have a whole bunch of history in my ex and nah, I just can't do it. Or you can just tell her that you're broke. Women hate broke niggas. So what you can do is be like, listen, not for nothing. My money is tied up a thousand different ways. I can't even afford rent right now. I have credit card debt. I have like a 490 credit score. I'm not in no position to really have a girlfriend. Yeah, we can have fun from time to time, but the commitment that it takes, my life is too fucked up for us to really be in a situation. What you have to do is you have to put all the onus on you because if you put the onus on her, she won't be receptive of that because she'll actively try to do things to change your belief of her. She'll be like, no, 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 it's not like that. No, 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 it's fine. But if you put everything on yourself, I have a kid coming. I have shit to work out with my ex. My credit score is shitty. I have no money. I have this. And you put everything on you. That's things that she can't fix. Know what I mean? Or if she's really on it like that, you just got to be frank. Like, listen, the time that we had is cool, but we're moving way too fast. I Listen, I'm not a monster. I'm not going to sit here and just ignore you. I'm not going to sit here and just act like you don't exist. This is not cool. I don't like treating people this way. This is what it is. I am not looking for a relationship and you forcing one on me is not the way that's going to get me into one. We agreed to have sex with one another. And what I need you to do is when you have this conversation with her face to face, I need you to record it because if she's this crazy, the same way how, um, what's her name? Randy Webb try to have some on domestic violence. She might try to give you a rape case. So I got, what you need to do is you need to download the recorder app. Or the voice note app, and wear um wear like something, or wear like your uh when you're talking to her. I don't know if you have like the wireless headset, like the um the AirPods, or maybe if you're wearing like a button up, you can put that shit in your in your breast pocket. But be like, yo, listen, everything we did, it was consensual. I didn't I, I didn't force you to do anything. But as far as this is concerned, you're forcing me to be in a relationship. And once she agrees that you guys had consensual sex, when she tries to accuse you of rape, you have something as proof. Because once you're considered a rapist, my nigga, your life is over. And she appears to be one of those women to where if she doesn't get her way, she'll ruin your life just because you didn't give her your way. You need to do preventative measures, brother. So whether whether you text that, whether you email that, if you have that conversation face-to-face, have a fucking alibi on deck. But... Be honest with her, be truthful with her, and don't just treat her like shit and just ignore her calls and all the other type of shit. And y'all work together, so, I mean, and yo, this goes to show you, and this goes to show everybody else. If you're going on dating apps to meet women that you can meet in real life, you're doing the game all wrong, bro. These are, you know what Tinder is for? Tinder is for RNs, or Tinder is for bartenders. Tinder's for those women that have like 80 hour work weeks that literally don't have the time to be around civilization, but they look good as hell. Tinder's for like the career woman. I'm saying Tinder's not for your fucking homegirl that works with you, but you guys just never had a conversation face to face. That makes absolutely no sense. If you're going to online date, online date the proper way. Thank you so much for writing in and let me know how that goes. 
do 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 all right stop it or catch these heads this comes from tanisha don't do it reek you are good money how many people you know talk to hundreds of people on some real shit daily and keep people coming back don't drop no names they have a crew they have a team they have a script you in real time with it laugh my ass off with a laughing emoji we live on long island and shit is tough out here only a few will make it out others will front press on my good brother thank you so much this must have been on the heels of you listening to episode 22 and uh yeah man uh i've been enlightened recently i've been spoken to by a multitude of you guys and you guys are making me see the bigger picture but um I know for a fact I'm not the only person that has felt that way, the ways that I expressed. And due to the fact that you guys have come to me personally, told me that you mirrored my ideology as far as where I was and given me positive words of encouragement, telling me that I can do what I got to do if I just keep pressing on and maintain consistency. That is the best thing in the world. I really appreciate you for that. So I will stop it. And no, Tanisha, I do not want to catch those hands. All right next email cheer up bruh this comes from core the ruler yo what's good listen to your last podcast number 22 and those feelings are similar hey would you look at that i turned 30 in november and i had the same thoughts and emotions about life and the bullshit only difference is the nigga got his own crib money car and i'm working no shade because i see your vision okay so you have your life in order and you're trying to fucking act like you're me Thanks a lot, Core the Ruler. I fucking appreciate that. Anyway, it gets better. Just keep working hard. If achieving your goals is what you're really focused on, I fucked you, bro. So I'm going to tell you like Raekwon told Reza in the Wu-Tang Saga. Grab your fucking balls, Bobby. Thanks for keeping it real, my G. Also, I'm down here in Virginia telling hoes the guy Zay Onyon. That shit is funny. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? You got to tell them that they got Zay ze- on y'all. You know what I mean? Zay on y'all. Word. You got to tell women that they have fucking uh, large butt cheeks because that shit is going to keep the world spinning. In any event, Core the Ruler, I want to thank you so much for having your life in order and telling a man that doesn't have his life in order, that doesn't have his life in order, that you feel him. This nigga's like, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I feel like my life was a wreck too, but, you know, I have a house and a car. And money, and bitches, and a dog, and silver, and, and silverware, and fine china, and a candy-coated whip, and rims, and a multitude of chains. You know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of here, call the ruler. But I feel you, though. And you're in Virginia, so you're in the, you're in the land of Zayonyo. Tell the Virginia women to, uh, to listen to me, because maybe my voice can have them have consensual coitus with me as well. You can't hoggle the bitches, core. You gotta do the right thing. Where are we at? 15 minutes? Alright, we got more emails to go. This is a long one. Pause. And this is entitled, Quit Your Blood Clot Crying. (sighs) This comes from EJ. These types of episodes, even though they're more on the serious side, are some of your best ones because we can all relate to that frame of mind. I'm going all, I'm going through almost the same shit you're going through. I'm about to be 25 and I moved from Carolina to Virginia to live with my dad because initially 
He had no connections to the people who I wanted to work with, but in hindsight, I realized that it was better to have a relationship with him. My dad was never a deadbeat, but he always lived in another state. I only saw him during the summers. Now that I live with him, it's like our relationship has gotten worse in multiple ways, so I'm semi-envious that at least in your situation, your aunt is giving you your privacy and letting you cook. Also, I make music, and I have been and I've been making music ever since I was 10 years old. I know I'm good because, just like you said, people don't benefit and have uh, do, 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 and have no reason to tell me my shit is good have given me my props. But after 15 years of producing, I haven't gotten any major placements. One of my little homies who comes to me for advice and is working with the niggas in Atlanta, two of my homeboys just got a placement with Earth Gang and and though I'm proud of them, it kind of stings because working with Dreamville is my ultimate goal. I even met and gave beats to J. Cole at a Wale show that I had to drive to from Virginia, knowing I was a terrible driver, but this campaign I've started for myself is called Produce for Dreamville or Die Trying. I told myself that if I died in a car crash to pursue my dreams, I still stayed true to what I said I would do. God doesn't give that type of passion to people who are supposed to be regular. I'm the most confident nigga in the world, but I do occasionally fall into those headspaces where I wonder if this is what I'm supposed to do. Is my shit really whack? How am I going to afford only to do this, but to do it in the way that I envision it in my head? I honestly don't have the answer, but I know you've missed 100% of the shots you don't take, so I'm taking the shot and if I fall on my face, shit, maybe a nigga will go viral and I can use that shit to, to buy advantage of some shit. Basically, what I'm saying is, you know that you're not the only one going through hard times. Niggas ain't trying to work for the white man no more. So we got to bust our ass to get what we want. And getting your head, and I'm sorry, and getting your ass busted ain't supposed to be easy. Pause EJ at EJ.is.dope sent from my iPhone. I fucking feel you, yo. That shit is um that shit is a humbling experience. When the people who fuck with you in a major way or the people that come to you for advice, the people that you're older than, or the people who you're the same age as start progressing before you do. And you're not a hater. You're not like, man, fuck them, why is it not me? But you're just saying to yourself, like, yo, if these niggas is catching wins. Can I catch a, a piece of the wind pie? Can only a one man win? What What is going on here? I want to see what's going on. I want to win. I want to see what it'd be like. But no. These two young niggas get a placement on Earth Gang. And I've been fucking doing placements since 2005. You have been making beats since 05. And your two little homies got on Earth Gang. That shit will crumble you. Not as a hater. But it just it lets the air out the balloon. Like god damn bro. Am I... Am I really supposed to be doing this? You can't even drive. You live in Virginia, you can't drive. So that just makes you untrustworthy off top because, come on, this mass transit is not prominent in that state. You have to learn how to drive. The same thing is like if I was from Long Island and I couldn't drive. The fucking public transportation out here sucks. You got to know how to maneuver the whip. But in any event, as far as working for the white man, I was on a podcast recently and... I was expressing like, yo, I'm not really trying to work a prototypical job. I'm trying to make money the way I want to make money. I'm trying to take my life. Uh, I'm trying to take my life by the horns. I'm not trying to just survive. I'm really trying to live and do the things I want to do. 
And uh, my man told me, he was like, yo, I was able to do everything under the sun. I was pressed for money. I needed a second form of income. So I started making drinks, right? Started making drinks and he bought a whole bunch of fruit, brought a whole bunch of liquor. And he spent like his last like $400 or some shit like that, right? And he was saying like, yo, the only way that I was able to pay for the liquor, for the fruit, for everything is by me having a job. So we're going back and forth. And I'm saying like, yo, man, just I understand that. But yo, there just got to be another way. There's no way I feel this passionately about something if I'm supposed to just work as a regular person. And he told me, yo, that's something that the black community has trouble with. He feels like that's a problem in the black community. And in my head, I'm like, so the black community not wanting to do what's regularly done, not wanting to live average, not wanting to do things the way they're supposed to do it, not wanting to be places that they don't want to be, not wanting to do things that they don't want to do, and really maximizing their life to live the way that they want to live is a problem. It's just crazy when you hear the ideologies of people. I mean, and then you can back that up and say, but niggas don't work hard. What are you really trying to do? Like how you tr- money doesn't fall out of, out of the sky. Everybody needs security. The name of the game is security. You're more at ease. You can be more creative when you have security. And not really. Not to me. If I'm going to a place that I don't really want to go to, my focus is, is going to be on how sad I am at the point. And me just getting a paycheck every week or every two weeks is not going to make me feel any better. Generating money from what I want to have money generated from is going to make me feel better. And that's what I'm. That's the path that I'm on. I don't. Maybe I'll be unsuccessful in doing it, but I'm damn sure going to give it a try. And homies calling me broke and women calling me broke is something that I'm willing to deal with because I'd rather be broke than sitting in the dark drinking myself until I go to sleep like I used to do. I'm not going back to. Just come in my room, cracking over, cracking open a bottle of cognac, not listening, no music, not watching, no TV, and drinking until the liquor has mixed my bloodstream enough to where I get tired. I'm not willing to go that route, and uh, I'm I'm actively, actively. Everybody's talking about speaking things to existence. There has to be a way that I can have some type of career. I can just have something that I'm doing that just so happens to pay me. That falls in line with the things I want to do. Like th- this is what I'm trying to manifest. I'm not manifesting getting a promotion at my bum ass job. I'm manifesting happiness. And I'm manifesting freedom. And if I'm not going to put anything else out in the air. That's exactly what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And I'm going to keep striving. And I'm going to keep dreaming. And I'm going to keep persevering until that happens. So, so let me tell you something EJ. You're going to get that B placement bro. And when you get it. It's going to be like by JIT or something. You know what I mean? And when Jid hears one of your beats, he's like, oh, I can get down with that. And he uses that for, like, his mixtape. And then when niggas listening to Jid's mixtape in uh, Dreamville, they're like, yo, who made that? Oh, some nigga named EJ from Virginia. Oh, Virginia's right there. Yo, bring EJ in this, into the studio. And your life is going to change just like that. As far as what's going on with your father, bro, my father's in prison. And it really pains me what I hear. I just got to say, when I hear men say that they don't have positive re, uh, positive relationships with their father, I mean, I, I would love to have a relationship with my father. 
Like, even if it's almost something like, yo, what's going on with you? Because the way my mind works, I attack discourse in a particular way. I'm like, yo, listen, man, you're my dad. You're going to be my dad tomorrow. You're my dad today. You was my dad yesterday. What can we do to fix this? Because I can't just stop being your son. What's really going on? I mean, shit like that. And I just feel like a whole bunch of things just spawn from a lack of communication. And as far as what plagues the black community, lack of communication plagues the plagues the black community. You know what I'm saying? If nothing else. So I want to thank you so much for writing in. Please keep me in the loop in regards to what's going on with uh, your pops and everything like that. And we're going to keep it smoking from there. Last email. Oh, man, this is another long one. Hey, Reek. And this is uh, entitled, Comparison is the Thief of Joy. It was nice meeting you at the Guys Next Door podcast live show. You are very nice, which I truly appreciate. First things first, don't ever compare yourself to other people. Your journey is your journey. You have to respect the process. Just make sure you are learning and paying attention as you go through this difficult time. Get over this microwave mentality shit. Let me find out you eating instant grits. <laughs> the real ones didn't happen overnight. Put in your 10,000 hours, love. You have no kids and no record. You are good. Be selfish and grind. I want to also thank you for being transparent. You got to move out your auntie house. <laughs> Get a roommate in New York City. It is a very common practice for people to have roommates. Let's be clear. I don't have one. However, <laughs> you will feel much better. Yeah, Yo, you niggas is killing me. Like, yeah, brother, I just turned 30 in November. and I feel you. I saw the fact that I have a car, a crib, and a job. <laughs> Yo, you should get a roommate. Yo, I don't have a roommate, but uh, you should fuck with it, though, because I heard that shit is ill. You niggas really make me laugh. I can't. I want to thank you guys for really making me laugh, by the way. Anywho, you will be in the city shaking and moving. Uh, This only hitting you hard because you are turning 30. It's a feeling. It will pass, I promise. Hey, you know what's best for you, and you want to know the outcome, and you want to know what you got going on, and you know who you want to become. Also, stay true to yourself and remember, this is not a race to win, but a life, a journey to the finish. You want to do a podcast? Well, stick with it. If you ever listen to the Reed podcast, Crystal talks about how she had to work her job for three years until she felt comfortable enough to quit. She had both until she got popping. I get why you don't want to work. However, you do need money to invest in yourself, so you may have to bend somewhere. I'm a firm believer of doing what your heart desires. You're going to be fine. Oh, yeah. Buy shit that makes you happy and definitely represent for your birthday. Thanks for episode 22 because it was real. You got this. Thank you for fighting through your emotions and giving us an episode. Where and when is the B-Day party going down? Nothing but love for you. One of the good people. Kaya, Kia, Kia, Kaya. Sent from my iPhone. Well, as I said earlier, I'm not particularly sure where the, uh, where the party is. I was just told I have to get dressed and my friends will take it from there. But I want to thank you so much for that. And I mean, it's it's positive words like that. And as far as bending the rules or just bending uh, my stance on things, my aunt actually just asked me, like, yo, do you want to work for the Census Bureau? And I was like, if those are niggas that walk door to door and ask how many niggas live in your crib and all that kind of shit. And she said, yeah. And I'm like, oh, uh, fuck it, send me the info. So maybe 
Amy the Good Brother might have to start working for the white man again so I can get this money up, so I can start really putting real money and time into this podcast. I don't know, something to think about. But with that being said, that's going to end this portion of the podcast. I want to thank you so much for writing in for 25.3. If I didn't get to you today, I will definitely get to you on 26.3. Because from what I'm seeing here, I have four emails left. So it's very possible that there will be no 27.3. <laughs> you feel me? So um, once again, I want to thank all of you guys for writing in. I really appreciate all of you guys. The next time you will hear me, actually, I'll be 30 years old because you'll have an episode on Monday. And Monday is legitimately my birthday. And he's a jolly good fellow. And he is staying so mellow. Send money on his cash So he's not homeless in Penn Station with the man playing the cello. How that me? Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I'll speak to you literally on my birthday.